back to Actually Authentic. I am Liv and today I'm going to be doing a solo episode. Just kind of going to start out with an update of what's been going on with my life. I feel like I've been super MIA maybe because I don't know Maria's been running the social media and doing a lot of the stuff um, since I've been super busy but I'll get into that. So me and Brandon are officially in Michigan. We got moved in a week ago. I know in our last episode that me and Maria were both in, I think I kind of confused like the timelines for when I would be in Michigan. So I've only been here a week. I think based on that episode, I would have been here by like two, but yeah, I just got here last Monday. So far, we really like it. It's been kind of busy obviously if you've ever moved before and we've done moving episodes on the podcast before so it's just kind of crazy packing up boxes we actually bought a trailer instead of renting one this time which worked out pretty well and so we had to get that hooked up to the jeep and obviously like our move from where we were originally in Idaho to Wyoming that was like way shorter whereas we're moving all the way from Wyoming to Michigan and it's like 24 hour kind of ordeal and we drove straight through which I know probably sounds kind of crazy but Brandon loves drives he loves long driving so um, of course if we needed to pull over we did like about three times but other than that we drove straight through to Indiana actually and spent the weekend at my mom's house and then we drove up to Michigan on Monday when we were able to get our keys for our new apartment so that's all good. It's definitely a different place. People, I think, sometimes think that since it's a state above, it would feel like more like home, but it does feel like completely new to me, new town. I've never really been in Michigan other than like Lake Michigan visiting the dunes. So only on vacation. I've never really avidly been here in like the small towns or the city or any of that so it's been kind of interesting to get acclimated to a new place and I've done it before when I moved over to school I did that all by myself it was just me and like some of my friends from Indiana also went to the same university so I wasn't alone alone but I was in a completely new state and so were they so I'd never really been to Rexburg other than like a f maybe a f one time with one of my siblings when they went forever ago so it was a new environment and also like first time living away from my parents and finding my independence as an adult. So I've done it before, but it's more fun this time because I have Brandon, we have each other, so it's been really good. And we really like Michigan. We are kind of in like country town. We're on like the edge of the town that we're in and we're in the country, which is really nice to be able to kind of like get that vibe by also not having to buy a house yet um so we're in apartments still but we are making it a goal to hopefully be able to buy a house in a year year and a half something like that we really want something with a little bit of property so we'll see what happens there but we're getting a little taste of what it would be like out here to live not in directly in a town at least so that's been good we really like our apartment Guys, it has so much natural light and it's really, really nice because all my apartments back in Idaho did not have natural lighting. They were structured quite terribly for lighting, to be quite frank, but the new apartment is like so bright. We have like this big sliding door in our living room and then above that, it's like an arched, a huge arched window. So like we get tons of light in throughout the whole day um, which is really great like the lighting's never bad and then 
actually we have vaulted ceilings and I don't know if I mentioned this um, this past couple months has been kind of crazy but we do have 12 foot like vaulted ceilings in our apartment which just really opens the space because our square footage here isn't like super large or anything it's like probably like 850 square feet something like that just kind of like a standard one bedroom apartment since we have the vaulted ceilings it makes us feel like the space is a lot more open and we don't feel as crammed if that makes sense so that's been like really really great and we've really appreciated that about this apartment so far and it is carpet and the carpet's really nice the kitchen is really small but me and Brandon were kind of chatting and talking about how apartment space varies and if we were to make any sort of part of an just a standard size apartment smaller we choose the kitchen because in our last apartment we had like a whole kitchen that was kind of half opened and then from that open space if it makes sense it was like long tile to our back door and then in that area you could also have a kitchen table and it was nice but we were like if that was all living room and it didn't have like the same flooring as the kitchen in that last apartment that we were in we could have utilized that space for a lot of things just because we kind of I don't know we like Japanese style eating we just eat at our coffee table on the floor um, we didn't really use our kitchen table for anything but Brandon did use our kitchen table for his projects and like leather work and where to put his like tools for class and if he was working on a car part he'd do it up there so it did come to use but not standard use for a kitchen table which we actually got rid of that when we moved so we were actually really happy that the kitchen is really small it makes it so that we can utilize space in other ways um, since we aren't like gun-ho on having a kitchen table and then also right next to the kitchen it's like the kitchen is like longer and small and at the end of like the kitchen there's a door and that opens up to our laundry room and it's quite small we can put a garbage can in there which I'm really excited about um, because our last apartment did not really have a good place for the like kitchen trash it was just kind of like always in the way so this one this apartment actually makes it so that we can have it kind of concealed which I'm really looking forward to just because I like a very minimalist like I don't like clutter in my space and a trash can to me just looks very cluttery even if it's like a pretty trash can I just like having it kind of out of sight out of mind I know where it is when I need to use it kind of a thing so there's space to like the left right when you walk into this like little like it's basically like a little closet and then to the right is a washer and dryer unit that are on top of each other and so far so good with that since it's so small because our last place we didn't have a laundry room, but it was in our bathroom, which made our bathroom a little bit bigger. But it honestly, like, one of the things that I don't really enjoy doing as, like, a housework chore base is laundry and clothes and folding and putting things away. That's, like, not really enjoyable to me. I'm working on it in this new place, though. And since that last place that we were in, our last apartment, since the bathroom and the laundry room were basically combined it would make me procrastinate doing the laundry more because 
you know, when you're in the bathroom, I just think it's, if you don't have a hamper in there in apartments, I feel like you never really have room for, like, a clothing hamper in your bathroom. So, like, the first instinct is just, oh, plop it on the floor. I'll go pick it up and put it over there. That's fine. And, but I got in the habit of, instead of bringing it into our, like, dirty hampers in our room, I got in the habit in the old apartment to just put it on a hamper basket on top of, like, the dryer or the washer. And then I would, like, close the doors to those because there were little doors that hid the unit, the dryer and washer unit in the bathroom. And that would just make me, like, out of sight, out of mind, like I said, but not in a good way. I'd just, like, let it build up and then eventually get to my laundry. But my point is that this, since the units are in, like, a tight space, there's not really room to make it look nice even if there is, like, a pile of laundry, you know, it needs to get done basically or else you're just going to have like loads of laundry in the way of things because even though there's a door there I still want to have like our kitchen trash there and that would just I don't know that sounds gross to me so it's made me um be more diligent on getting my laundry done and I actually am doing laundry today and I've been like folding and doing loads and then folding and putting those away and then switching the loads and it's just been a cycle so all good things, I'm being a lot better about actually putting my laundry away, which I am normally really horrible about. So I'm very proud of myself for doing that in this new apartment. And they say that when you kind of like change spaces, it's a good time to like start new habits. And that's what I've been trying to kind of have my mindset be for this new apartment is, okay, here are a list of things that I really want to change about like just my day-to-day -day habits and I want to implement them in this brand new space because you know you're creating new memories it's a new environment so I think that it helps those new habits stick better and yes you don't have to obviously move away to create new habits but I do think it's like a good mindset coming in when you move to just be like okay this is something that I want to work on like I want to work on folding my laundry right away staying on top of my laundry and not letting the laundry build up throughout the week and just like do laundry every week, wash everything consistently so that we don't have like piles of laundry in our bins or in front of the washer and dryer. And then another thing that I'm implementing is I really want to make sure I'm deep cleaning every week. So I'm really excited to do that and just kind of actually like dusting, wiping the counters down with disinfectant, you know, um, any sort of walls that I've gotten kind of gross or dusty, wash those off. I'm really good about vacuuming and just like basic cleaning, but I really want to get into deep cleaning and I really want to stay on top of like deep cleaning the bathroom specifically because bathrooms just get gross really fast and if you don't stay on top of them, then it just, it gets worse and worse and worse and then it's really not fun to clean. So that's another goal I'm trying to do is cleaning the deep cleaning the bathroom diligently and then I at least want to like wipe down every day because at least, I don't know about you guys, but growing up, when we had chores when I was younger we would clean our bathrooms every day and I got out of the habit with that with just like life getting busy but I really want to get back into like that habit because I think that's a really good habit to have so so far we really love the apartment though is my point and that's kind of like a little bit if you can envision the landscape in your mind and description wise of what our apartment looks like and if you follow me on my Instagram, which is always in the description section of the podcast, live.gifford. 
I am starting to show like the apartment and you can actually like physically like see the videos um, as I post them and stuff. So if you're interested in seeing what my apartment looks like specifically, you can go on there and follow me and check that out. But yeah, so it's a one bedroom, like I said, one bath. The bathroom's just kind of small, standard apartment size bathroom. Nothing too crazy. We really do like the shower though bedroom is really nice we have lots of closet space which is really nice in this apartment lots of storage space and I just have a really good system implemented so that's good another thing that I've been really excited about was actually organizing our clothes really well and getting everything kind of like color coordinated in our closet so that's been really fun and I guess that's a good thing about moving into like a new place is you can kind of reorganize everything to your liking because you're dealing with a completely new space and again just implementing new habits and I the way I like to organize my closet is by color left to the right I'll go from like you know different colors all the way over to like grays or blacks grays whites and then I'll do like belts or if I have bags that I hang then I'll go into that but that's how I like to organize my closet but yeah, we are really excited to be here in Michigan. I'm actually really pumped to be here during the fall. And there's also like festivals out here and community events. So I'm really, really pumped to be able to kind of experience a new area together. There's some stuff that I really want to do over in Indiana that I do every year, typically when I'm over this way for the fall with Brandon to show him that as well. But I am really excited to experience it also new in Michigan with Brandon. So that's good. I'm trying to think of anything else. Basically just moving. Brandon's still working remote and I'm currently applying for jobs. Trying to pick one that is remote. So hopefully that works out. Um, I just think it'll be a lot easier, especially if we want to go visit my family. And we want to leave on like a Thursday night and then work on Friday. I want to be able to do that. So that's kind of that status. As I mentioned in our COVID episode, I did have COVID. I'm way over it now. And thankfully, I was past my quarantine date when we traveled, which was really, really nice. And August was just kind of crazy. Um, it is my birthday month. or Yeah, August is my birthday month. I'm 23 now. But I don't know. August just slipped away. Slipped away so quickly. I don't even know where it went. I guess I'll go ahead and open up about this a little bit on the podcast. I have opened it up about it on Instagram. I mean, this podcast is called Actually Authentic. And, you know, I do want to be authentic with you guys and let you know what's going on with my life. And I'm choosing to be vulnerable. And, you know, I'm in a better place to be doing that now than I was, you know, a month ago. So that's good. So basically, my dad passed away. Um, he actually committed suicide. And... It's such a heavy topic, and I know I just went from like, ooh, I'm moving, to oh, yeah, my dad, like, killed himself. Um, And it's definitely not a light topic at all, and it's definitely not fun. And I don't know if I, if you have to experience this, I would not wish this kind of experience on anybody, especially with somebody that is so close to you. It is really, really hard. And I've dealt with death in my family before. I've had grandparents pass away. You know, I've had a cousin pass away that I wasn't necessarily super close to, but growing up, I've had, you know, experiences with death in the family and going to funerals, but, you know, I don't know, and I'm going to try not to get emotional on here, and if I do, it's obviously I'm allowed to do that, but when you lose a parent, 
it is totally different experience compared to the type of loss that I felt with other people like my grandparents for example and I definitely didn't think that I would lose my dad at such a young age he was only 57 when he passed away which is crazy that's so young like he had so much more life in him to live but you know I obviously can't dwell on that too much um I'm just trying to like move forward and be positive and you know, I just, I, as we've talked about on this podcast before, mental health and being the best version of yourself is so important and making yourself a priority in every way is so, so important. And I just push that on all of you guys to just, I don't know, check your mental health, like evaluate where you are. And if you aren't in a good headspace, then go get help. Honestly, like there's no shame in it. There is nothing wrong with struggle. Struggle is so normal. We all just go through different types of struggle and that's okay. You know, I just would much prefer somebody to go get help than to suffer silently. And my dad suffered with mental health for his whole life. He had a lot of traumatic experiences from childhood. And I don't know, he had a lot of demons and a lot of, lot of things that he had still not kind of come to terms with or let go of or dealt with emotionally like he needed to. And I don't know, there was just some sort of like mind block with him on being able to progress with his mental health because he would do good for a couple years. It was a cycle, you know, do good for a couple years and then he would plummet again and everything would go into a disarray and it it was hard you know it was hard having to go through you know my teenage years is basically when I started noticing this um go through my teenage years and my early adult life seeing my dad constantly be going through this cycle and you know be suffering again with his mental health and you know there's some personal stuff that right now I'm not comfortable revealing fully um and maybe one day I'll talk about it and maybe I won't but I'm just kind of like flying by the seat of my pants right now and just kind of you know talking about what feels right but you know like I don't know my dad just had a lot of issues and he you know towards the end of his life especially and he just was very disconnected I remember being very close to him as a child and as a kid he was a great great father and you know everybody goes through hard things. I'm definitely not shaming him for having to struggle with his mental health because obviously like a lot of the issues he had weren't his fault but there were some things that he chose in his lifetime that really did plummet his mental health even more. I talked about my parents being in the middle of a divorce and it wasn't finalized before he passed but my dad kind of cut us off, cut his family off Um, and I attribute to a lot of this to his mental health. He kind of had a mental breakdown, basically, and, um, you know, he was just so far away mentally and emotionally from his family, and we really wanted him to, you know, come back and to get help that he needed, and, um, you know, we loved him. We didn't want ill for him, even though towards the end of his life, He was having a lot of struggle with his mental health and in turn was treating his family not so well and, you know, kind of separating and distancing himself from us. Um, He actually moved states like he was physically far. It's hard seeing someone you love and someone you're supposed to be able to rely on 
and depend on and you know someone you want to see you being happy and you want to see them happy um, go through such like turmoil and pain so much that they feel like they have to separate themselves and kind of isolate themselves and you know we we tried everything towards the end of his life you know like I said it was a cycle my dad had issues with his mental health and you know we we've we've helped him in other ways like going to a stress center or going back to therapy or getting his meds looked at again and kind of rebalance but he just all these things that we had done for him in the past when he had gone through this unhealthy mental health cycle he refused to do um this time and just again kind of went away from his family and wouldn't talk to us about anything like even talking to him on the phone if I brought up anything about coming home or mental health or anything like that it would have instantly shut down the conversation so he was very sensitive when he moved away he got off off on all his meds all at once which is actually very very unsafe to do with mental health medication he was so unwell I think that's a good way to state it um and he just didn't want help from anybody and you know I've I've said this before you can't change somebody that doesn't want to change you can't help somebody that doesn't want to get helped and you know us as a family and me as a daughter had done everything that I could in the books to try and get him to, you know, help himself and go and get help and get back on medication or go back into therapy or, you know, come home and don't live in a random state that you, you know, don't know anybody at. And, you know, he had a job in Indiana, so he was jobless when he moved away and was just doing kind of here and there work. So, I don't know, we were all very worried about him, obviously. So, it was really hard on my family, though, when my dad, you know, passed away because he wasn't, you know, in this in a state that was nearby. We were obviously trying to check up on him as much as he would allow us to, but, you know, and I thought he was doing okay. He said he was doing okay, but obviously that wasn't the case. He felt hopeless and even though, you know, people were trying to reach out, but sometimes when you're in such an unhealthy mental health state and your mental health is so bad, you don't see the light even when it's right in front of you. And that's why it is so important to get the help that you need. But so it was, you know, difficult trying to navigate this whole experience. Um, Obviously, like getting a call that my dad passed away and we weren't, I don't know, it's it sucks because, you know, when somebody passes, somebody close to you, you feel like you should be able to hold their hand when it happens or, you know, you get to be there for them. And, you know, it's a mourning process in itself when somebody is sick or old and you know they're about to pass. It's like I've had this with grandparents before, with Brandon's grandparents. We've gone there a whole week before. You've been able to kind of like steadily go through this mourning process. But when you lose somebody to suicide... Whether they're, you know, in the same state or you as you or not, it's very sudden and you don't get to have that time with them to celebrate their life with them and comfort them. You know, when it comes to suicide, it's like they're just gone. And it's pretty crazy and, you know, it's hard. It's really, really hard, you guys. And... I just, again, never thought that this would be the year that I would lose a parent, and 
it's just really, really crazy. We got, basically, I was really MIA during August, and that was a month my dad passed away on August 7th. So, I got the call the day it happened. Thankfully, somebody found him, um, and he was able to, you know, get put to the right place that he needed to be. That was very comforting to me. He ended up being cremated, and then we got it sent over to Indiana, his remains. So that, I don't know, it was comforting that we were at least able to know an exact timeline and get him to where he needed to be so he could be at peace. And so I got that call August 7th, and then the next day, Brandon, the such a good guy, you guys. I love my husband so much. He literally, you know, it was a Sunday. And my dad passed away on the, the day before on a Saturday and we woke up and I just knew that obviously I needed to get to Indiana. Um, obviously this is like a very traumatic experience for my mom and for all of us um, kids. And all I knew is I need to get to Indiana. And me and my mom are very, very, very close. We have a very, I don't know, we have a very special relationship and she, I don't know, we just have, we connect in a different way. We've been through a lot together with my dad's like mental health um, when I was in high school. So we got really, really close. Um, probably like my junior year. And we've been close ever since. So I just knew that for me, at least like where my mind went to is I need to get to Indiana to support mom and I need to be able to be there for her. So Brandon, as I said, the freaking awesome person he is, said, let's get in the car. I'll drive you there. So he drove me straight over to Indiana and then drove right back over to Wyoming for so that he could have like his workspace and he could have stayed. But he just said that, you know, he wanted me to be able to be there for my sisters and my mom fully. You know, I slept with my mom in the same bed for the whole time that I was there, for example. So he wanted me to be able to do that. And, you know, where, where it was kind of sudden and kind of crazy, he felt like that was the right thing to do. So, you know, he did what he felt was right, which is great. And, you know, I was so thankful that he was able to just bring me over there. And then, you know, I just got a ticket for the flight home about a week and a half, two weeks after that. So... When I got to Indiana, was just one, being emotionally supportive of my mom and everybody feeling like emotionally safe and we were all obviously grieving, but it was obviously a different experience than losing any other loved one that I have had to lose and very, very sad and I'm doing like okay. That's just a big reason why, I don't know, I was very MIA on social media and on the podcast for several episodes was because of my dad passing away and you know it's it's good that I was able to obviously go through it with family and I have a really support good support system so that's really really good but um you know after I got home to Wyoming it was just kind of crazy I flew home on my birthday which is August 19th and then we basically, all the house that I was in, um, Brandon's parents' house, we all got COVID. So then we were all sick for weeks and weeks. And then we had to move and get packed up and then move and then be in Michigan. So basically all in the course of a month, I lost my dad. I was in Indiana. We did a memorial service and did all the logistics to get him where he needed to be and just everything organized and um, kind of got everything solidified for that. And then I flew home, I had a birthday, and then, you know, Brandon took me out for a dinner that night, so that was really good. But we drove home, everybody got sick, then, like, the week 
that I was barely past my quarantine date, we had to be packed up and moved to Michigan, and now we're here in Michigan. So that's kind of the timeline, if that makes any sense, um, of what August looked like for me bleeding into the beginning of September. And so it was just kind of crazy. And, like, when I got sick, I was out for, like, I don't know, like, the first week we were trying to quarantine away from his parents, and then we got it, and then that's, like, two more weeks. So it just takes up a lot of time, and then we had to get moved. So I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, I dealt with a lot of my emotions, obviously, up front. Um, I was very sad about my dad, but since I've been back to Wyoming, I figured, oh, I'll get back to Wyoming, and I can just kind of, like, be able to deal with just, like, my emotions my emotions personally and be able to work through my emotions as an individual just because when you're with the family and my mom and all that you know we're just kind of busy working through it and yes you cry but like you're not able to like fully reflect because you're kind of in the thick of it um and then like that once the dust settles that's when you're able to kind of individually deal with your own emotions and grieving so I felt like I didn't even really get to do that yet just because we've been so busy and I got sick. So, like, I've been able to keep my mind off of it, which has been good. And um, even when I got home, I cried a couple of times. But, again, then I was sick. So, I was so sick with COVID that I didn't even have time to, like, be sad or anything. And then we're so busy that I haven't had time to be sad. But it's good that we're settled in Michigan now because I'm, I don't know, I'm ready to kind of, like, really deal with my emotions about it. And not just like ignore that that happened and kind of just you know let the emotions come and identify them and start my own healing and get back into like my healthy routine because also being obviously away and then sick and then moving um just my day-to-day routine of like working out or you know cooking meals that I like or you know even doing basic stuff like laundry I don't know like just little tasks and the schedule that I set for myself each day I haven't been able to do so it'll be really good to kind of start getting onto my own routine again and finding a new groove of things over here in Michigan and setting new habits and then also dealing with my emotions of grief for my father so it'll be good and I don't know it's a lot of personal stuff and hopefully this episode makes sense. I have a lot of thoughts and I didn't write anything down, which probably wasn't helpful, but I just wasn't 100% sure if I was going to open up about this a little bit today. But, you know, ultimately, you know, however things happen, whatever issues my dad had in his lifetime, I loved him and I still love him and I know that he is in a good place where he is going to be able to be at peace spiritually and be able to progress um more easily without all the ailments that this mortal life comes with so that is comforting that he is in a better place and he's going to be able to you know be himself to the fullest without his ailments of his mental health which again is comforting and obviously it really sucks to have lost him and I wish that I didn't, but that's not the situation, and obviously I'd so prefer that he be here, but, you know, at least, you know, I have my faith, I'm very thankful for my faith, and I'm, it's just very comforting that I at least know that he is in a good place, and that's good, so, yeah, that's, it's hard, but again, I just, uh, you guys, if you have issues with your mental health, and, 
you need help, just please go get it and try your best, even when you don't struggle with mental health, not to push people away out of your life um, that love you and that care for you when you're going through hard times because it is really easy to isolate yourself from all your healthy relationships in your life when you are going through a hard time and I just really encourage you guys to try your best to embrace those that love you and have them be a support system to, to you when you're going through a hard time and again if you need therapy if you need medication to keep your mental health where you want it to be then that is okay and you know thankfully we're now in a society that talks about this stuff a lot more and encourages to have you do what you need to do for your mental health so that is comforting but I just like to remind you guys because just because it's topic that is spoken about doesn't mean that we can't forget that it's a good thing to go get help so definitely no shame you guys and you know I just want everybody to be healthy and I don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through or why I lost my dad, you know, through suicide, but I just know that I have an opportunity to positively affect the people around me and to encourage mental health and to encourage having a healthy relationship with yourself and to encourage you to be the best version of yourself and whatever it takes to do that, you do it, you know, so... I know one day, maybe I won't fully understand, but as time will pass, I know I will understand more as to how this experience can positively affect me and how I can take this bad experience that I've gone through and shed the light on others and hopefully, you know, share like I am with you guys and Share the importance of taking care of yourself. So I know it'll make more sense. And right now it still really hurts. It's really tender wound that I have from my father passing. And again, even just losing a parent in general is really hard. And then on top of that, by, you know, losing your parent through suicide, that's, I don't know, just adds a whole other weight because there is just, like I've said, it's a little bit different process of grieving, but you know, I, I just know that it will work out and it is okay and that I have people that love me and I have you guys and I just know that I have a good support system and that there are people that care about me and that's really comforting and again, I know that my dad is in a good place and even though it's really, really hard that he's not here, it'll get better. So again, I will say it a million times, a million times over. Be your best self, you guys, and do what you have to do to keep yourself healthy. And, you know, keep your mental health in check and try to get your mind in the most positive mindset and place that it can be so that you can thrive as an individual because everybody matters. Every single soul on this earth has a purpose. You have a purpose. And, you know, we're not overly saturated. There is a place for everyone there is an opinion that matters for every person and everybody's thoughts and inputs have an impact so just remember that you guys and yeah so thank you so much for listening to this episode I'm sorry that it went from like a really like lighthearted topic to a really deep sad topic but hopefully you 
I don't know, enjoyed hearing my story and enjoyed hearing my life update and hopefully, you know, this episode can help somebody and that's all that really matters to me. So you guys are great. You have a great Tuesday and we will see you next week with both me and Maria. And yeah, so bye you guys. Thank you.